Hi, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of Be Heard, Women Empowering Women. And today I have a beautiful woman, Miss Diane Randall, with us today. And she wrote a book uh, called Jumpstart Your Life, Find Your Motivation, and Change Your Life One Step at a Time. So, Diane, you have a master's degree in spiritual psychology. Yes, I do. Never heard of that. Uh, you know what? I never heard of it until I saw uh, a young, I was at a spiritual uh, uh, event mm-hmm. and a young Van Zandt walks across the stage and she said, I have a master's in spiritual psychology. And that resonated so deeply with me. I looked it up. Uh, I did all the background work. Next thing I know, I'm in class. <laughs> I love that. I, like, <clears throat> that is fabulous. And so you are an instructor yourself now and an author. And you travel the world and you lead workshops and seminars and you speak and you conduct one-on-one sessions. And your goal is to help more professionals with demanding schedules live healthier while simultaneously creating lifestyles they truly love. Wow, that sounds like a tall order. What led you toward this career path? It is a tall order. And I have modeled everything that I do uh, uh, initially with my, as my experiences have unfolded, uh, they have impacted, my experiences have impacted all of the work that I do. Uh, getting to the life that I truly love, uh, mm. took work, it took therapy, it took a whole lot of things to get to where I am today. And what I can say in this moment is that I'm so happy that, that I went through everything that I went through. The initial stages were pretty dark and, you know, you don't know if things will ever get better. And then as time goes on and being open-minded and, and reading and learning and just wanting to be well. Yeah, I so yeah. relate to this. I so relate to this. Yeah. In my book, I talk about a lot of that. I had a very uh, tough, path in the beginning, probably 40 years of my life, um, actually even bef- before birth, because my mother didn't want me and she tried to get rid of me and then told me about it before she died. <laughs> she tried to get rid of me. <laughs> Would you tell me that? Anyway, so was there a particular hard situation that you got through before you got to this better lifestyle? Well, the premise and the now I'm clear that the 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 murder of my sister at 19 years old really I wouldn't say it started then but it put that darkness inside of me and wanting to be free and happy it started me on the path to where I am today I'm so sorry to hear that you know and you know the thing of it is um Life happens and things are going to happen and tragedies are going to happen. But when they happen to you <laughs> and they hit you and knock the wind out of you, some people don't get back up, you know. And I, I think, you know, the, the thing is that some of us just have that little extra push in us that makes us keep going. And I always believed in education. Um, 
mainly because my parents would let me go to college, held me back from that. And I finally ended up going back to college or going to college at all at 28 years old with two little children and no child support. But you know what? I did it because I wanted to do it. So even though I overcame different things and I got my college degree, I still had these core beliefs that were holding me back. Can you relate to that? I, I can relate to that and I've, I, I can share some of those core beliefs. I didn't know that until my journey <laughs> to yes. educating and learning okay. about myself. Right, right. Internal point of view is I had a lot of self-doubt, uh, felt unlovable, um, just not really believing that I was heard or that why would people even listen to me? Did your parents listen to you? Pardon? Your parents, did they listen to you growing up? You know, I grew up in at an age, I'm a boomer, okay? So and I grew up where <laughs> kids were seen and not heard. Nobody really asked me what I thought <laughs> or what I cared about. It's just do what I say. And, and they didn't I care what you thought or cared about. Yeah, so, so I grew up in a totally, totally different era where kids just weren't weren't seen, and you know, you just followed the rules and yeah. you did what you were told. Yeah, so. well, you look good too for a baby boomer. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I just, uh, you know, going back to that and um, the way we were not treated, we were sort of invisible. Um, my parents right. spoke Italian. So whenever they didn't want us to know what they were saying, they would speak in Italian. Now, <laughs> ideally, they could have taught me Italian. That would have been lovely if they taught me that language, you know, but they used it as a weapon in their arsenal. No, I can understand that. Was it a big family that you grew up in? Well, I had, yes, I have a big family to answer your questions, but I have a lot of uh, siblings, half siblings. Um, yeah, lots of, of, of family. Yeah. Yeah. There were four of us and um, definitely uh, my brother and I, the two oldest, we were not, well, my father, you know, he seemed to care for me and my brother, but my mother, no, she was very cool. I don't think she really wanted children. I think she had them because she was supposed to. I don't know. She liked to work. She worked her whole life. So she would be gone all day. And then my father had a night job. So from the time I was, I don't know how old, very, very young, from like 3.30 to 4.30, I was the head of the household. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I'm in therapy still. I was in therapy. I got sober uh, 34 years ago. Congratulations. <laughs> which opened the door for growth, for spiritual growth, because mm -hmm. I was self-medicating, of course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though I had dabbled here and there with a little counseling and stuff, it was mostly for marriage counseling, which I had mm -hmm. I have two ex-husbands, which I tell people, Husband, I have nine with 34 years. So that means it was them, not me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love that line, but it's true. <laughs> and both of them I tried dragging to marriage counseling and no way. And the Catholic church, I was raised Catholic. When I divorced my first husband, I was immediately excommunicated from the church. Mm. And I love the church and I loved learning in school and all the, like I was a good girl, one of those good girls with the book in her face all the time. And um, that hurt my heart. And I thought, I didn't do anything wrong. They did. There's ones that cheated or lied or physically hurt me, etc. So I got away from the Catholic Church and then I found sobriety. Wonderful. I learned a lot there. Um, the big book. Have you ever read the big book or seen a copy or heard? Okay. No. The thing about the big book is it has steps for living. You know, just I was like amazed because I was always a good student and I got it and I went, why? Which I had this when I was a kid. And um, but one of the things they do say in there is it doesn't matter what spiritual program you practice as long as you practice a spiritual program, mm -hmm. which really makes sense. Mm -hmm. Then it does not. doesn't matter if you pray to a God, if you believe that the universe is in charge, but you have to have a program. How do you feel about that? I, I do agree with that statement uh, along my journey. Um, I read books, a lot of spiritual books, and I do feel that along the way, uh, reading some of those books, certain things uh, resonated with me. And as time went on, I started feeling lighter and lighter. Mm -hmm. with, with me for my growth, if something resonated with me or sparked my curiosity, I, I, I just go to a class, I buy more books, I do whatever I had to do to get the message because wow, this, this is really resonating with me. And you have the light in you, you had that light, Sm a small flicker maybe at the time, but you kept feeding it, right? Reading it, and it's almost, not almost, I couldn't help myself. No, that's good. You were driven. You were driven. I could I not. I, mean, I didn't care if it was in Europe. I didn't uh -huh. care if it was in California. Yeah. I tried to San, Santa Monica, California for two years to get my master's in spirituality because oh. I, it, I always say that experience because it was an experiential program that experience for me was second to having my kids in terms yes. of, of of what I've gotten from it yes full circle from uh, being a practicing Catholic to not practicing but probably still having the Catholic beliefs I ended up in a church called unity which is not actually a church. Have you heard of Unity? The Unity, Unity oh, Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their headquarters is in Missouri, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. near Kansas City, I think. I've been there. I've been to the world, um, not the world, the headquarters. But anyhow, that happened because in sobriety, I found these. Um, we went to a set of lectures, and there were three very well-known people. One was Deepak Chopra which I'm sure you know about it. One was Marianne Williamson. Oh, I love her. Yes. I know. Yes. Yes. And one was Wayne Dyer. And 
what happened there is um, my husband had gotten like the VIP passes so we could meet them ahead of time at the little party. You know. Awesome. I got to meet all three. I uh, was the first one, Deepak. I was going to all excited to see him. And my son-in-law, two days beforehand, OD'd on drugs. Oh. And my four-year-old grandson was with him when it happened. Oh, I'm so sorry. It, it was very, yeah, it was tragic. It was heart-wrenching. Um, so I wasn't going to go, you know. And my friend said, I think all the more reason you should go. And I listened to them. <clears throat> and I went. And we were going up the elevator to the private thing. And the elevators opened, and here's Deepak, like, leaning against the wall, like, real casual. And I just, he has an aura about him. You feel like you've known him your whole life when you meet him. Mm-hmm. And I immediately told him about what happened. And um, <clears throat> he talked to me like he knew me all my life. He didn't act like some stranger, crazy woman just came out and was telling me about this tragedy. So anyway... He signed a book for me and everything. And when we went to the lecture, um, I was right in the middle of the audience. And I swear he talked to me for the whole time. <laughs> well, I can understand how you felt that way. <laughs> and he talked about things like synchronicity and just the universe and everything happens for a reason. And he was just wonderful. So that is how I got to unity because they all have connection with unity. In fact, Marianne Williamson, I believe, is a unity minister. Yeah, so. I've seen her at, I've seen her so much, but I have seen her at the unity uh, church in Chicago. Before. So you're familiar. My whole life. I've seen when Wayne Dyer was alive. Yes, these, I call all three of them my spiritual teachers because I have really gained some insight information from them that that has really supported me in my life so and there's are- so well uh, Wayne of course had died has yes. died since but, um they're so real and honest like there's there's no way you think they're just like you know giving you some baloney you know they they when they talk you know they believe what they're saying it's, it's a big thing and um so that led me to unity and we were there at a period where several, there was a changeover in ministers. So finally we found this minister I loved and it just happens he was gay. And he um, always brought a crowd when he spoke. And I said, let's get him. His name is uh, Reverend Taylor Stevens. And we did, and we love him. And he is so charismatic and, and just funny and down to earth. And he attracted such a diverse um, community. You know, we have Blacks, Hispanics. We have people that used to be Jewish. We have gay people. We have people in recovery. It's amazing. I love it. But unfortunately, 2020 messed us up because we had to close down for a few months. And, yeah. But now we're back. Awesome. That's Unity of the Palm Beaches. I'll give you a shout out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where are you at? Where do you live? Illinois. Oh, you're in Chicago. I have a friend from Chicago, Nellie. Um, Elkins, not Elkins, it Elkins. It's a town right outside of Chicago. I want to say Elkhart. 
talking about elk horn. Well, I think it's elkins or elder. Oh. Starts with an E. Elgin. That's it. Elgin. Elgin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking of the ELs. <laughs> he, um, I met her at an AA meeting and she needed a sponsor and <clears throat> very low bottom. And um, today she bought a house. She's sober like eight years or more. Um, she's a success story. You know? Awesome. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. So um, I read your one of your articles on your blog, and that was learning to navigate through difficult family dynamics. That I want to get to. Okay. <laughs> oh, your sound went up. Tell us a little about a bit on um, the family dynamics. Okay. Well, what my family dynamics has been a huge experience for me. Like I said earlier, I have siblings. My father has a total of 10 children, um, three wives. <laughs> so I've had, I have sisters by my mom and my dad and by my dad and two other phenomenal women. Um, so when I say family dynamics, we were like when my sister died, it, it caused me that experience. And I say the difficulties put something inside of me that no matter what happens in my family, bad or good, I have to stick with that person and love that person. And that wasn't a good thing. That was a very uh, toxic thing. But that I literally had to learn how to free myself of over the years, because being in the presence of family members who are toxic for whatever reason, we all have our own journey, yeah. is not a good thing. But for me, I'm holding on because of the loss from, from one of the family members. So just, trying to navigate that really caused me to just integrate in a lot of drama, a lot of, a lot of crazy, you know, for a long time. So what I can say is, as I learned that love is love, it, it's, it's love. You can love a person and not talk to them. You can love a person and give them space to live their life. You can love a person that you don't even talk to. I know, but it's hard to live that. I'm living that right now. Um, well, I'm, I'm just saying it's, 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 <clears throat> I just, for me, and you're right, uh, it's, it's difficult, but for me, I, I do, I love my relationships, my quality relationships, even with close couple of close family members that I don't talk to but when you think about what that experience is when you're together and <laughs> sometimes you have to step back yeah, and keep reminded why you don't talk to them <laughs> well you it, for me I just needed to allow that person to shift without my presence yeah 
because the, the dynamics were very difficult, very toxic. So what I've learned is it's, it's really okay. <laughs> it's really okay if I'm not talking to that loved one. Um, if they call me today, I'd be happy to hear from them. But I feel that if that relationship is toxic when we're together, then, then, then that pain of that interaction says to me that there hasn't been enough time or things haven't shifted yeah. or we come together to try to talk about, and it's good to try to communicate with what the issues might be if the two people are willing, but that's not always the case. No, no and then not, that's not the case. But yeah. I also feel that sometimes we need to give each other space. Yeah. To figure it out because sometimes that issue has nothing to do with you. True. You you may, you may just be that person close enough. <laughs> that happens as well to get the <laughs> my therapist told me that she said yeah. Yeah. uh there's a theory, I don't remember what it's called, but supposedly in every uh, like family or group of relationships, whatever, somebody has to be the victim and, ha and someone has to be the villain. And this person has chosen you to be the villain for an important reason. I said, well, what is that? And she said, because you are the one person in their life that no matter what they do or say, you will never leave them. You will always be there. And I said, that's true. And it's, um, it, it's too bad that that <laughs> gives me that role to play, you know. But like you said, they're on their own journey and um, that's their journey. And I have to respect that, even though it's yes. painful for me. You have, you respect that. that yeah. That's how I, yeah, you, you have to respect that because what is the option up to right. that? Right. It's the negativity, it's the drama, it's all the things that come with being in a space with people where you're just not connecting, you're not getting along. Yeah. And yes. I've just learned over time in my own journey and my own experience, because we all have these experiences that yeah. I call it space. space. I need to give this person space. Not that I don't think about them, not that I don't love them, mm -hmm. not that you know, but I think sometimes it's just good to give that person, especially if you are the person that they feel is causing their pain. I, I think to me, yeah. that's a signal. That's a signal. And I got that the hard way. <laughs> but I'm so at peace with that. And, Let me ask and you, you know because, go ahead. Okay? No, finish your thought. No, I'm just saying I'm at peace with that. I have mm -hmm. no, yes, initially, years, yeah. years, it was pain, but now I'm really okay with it. Yeah, that, that's really what I need to hear. I need to hear it a lot. Um, I know there's like one person in one of my groups that totally doesn't like me and it shows, and then there's this family member. Now, I have a lot of friends, hundreds, not that I you know, I'm in contact with them every day, but I have a lot of people, excuse me, <clears throat> in my life. And my therapist said, okay, let's do math. 
let's say you have 100 friends and two of them don't like you. That means 98% of your people in your life like you. I said, yes. And she said, well, why are you focusing on the two that don't? And she's right. Yeah. Why am I doing that? Do I have this obsessive need to be liked by everyone? You know, so I think that's important what you said. It's not about me necessarily. Don't make it about me. They have their own thing. Unless there's something that you can tell me. I mean, exactly. I think I'll be open right. to that. If uh, I've extended my hand and if I've tried to talk to them and I've been rebuffed mm -hmm. after so many times, you need to step back and yes, said about the I first mean. two husbands. It's not me, that's, it's them. <laughs> well, that's what I mean by giving people space. And, yes. and one day they may want to talk about it and maybe they won't. Yes, yes. And I learned this years ago from one of my best friends is I had a relationship that just ended. With a, with a friend for like 10 years and I was really perplexed because I didn't understand why. I mean, it really threw me for a loop. But here's what I've learned. I heard what she told me, but I wasn't there at the time. <laughs> Sometimes people come into your life and, and, and the relationship completes. True. It's just complete. Yeah. And I didn't understand that years ago but it just completes and, and we really have to be okay with that. Yeah. I I've gone through that with a friend too. And um, sometimes I think a friendship ended for a certain reason. And then in this one particular case, years later, another friend, I said, Oh, well, you know, it ended, be, ended because I said this. And she said, you really think that? No, this is what, what happened. And it was a woman that I used to sponsor. And she said, she did not like that you said, don't call her early in the morning. Don't call me early in the morning because I don't get up early. And she didn't like that. I said, well, I said, you know, what a stupid reason. But here I was thinking it was something I said or did. Yeah. She didn't like my time schedule. <laughs> well, and it's just good not to always feel it's something personal. Exactly. You know what I mean? No, you really want to do all the good work. Yeah, you just ask, is there something, you know, that that I that you I mean asking that question, is there something that, you know, yeah. I've done or said? And if and they once you yeah, do that, that's it. But sometimes people aren't in our lives forever and we can't we cannot decide what that timeline is. Or what sometimes the reason is in our life they help us through a certain moment in time. Sometimes mm -hmm. they come in our lives and they're there for years. I do believe that now, that people come, husband, kids, everything come into our lives for a reason. And sometimes relationships come to completion. I had a friend for 40 years. Uh, we went through 14 years old, went through life together. And it's like that relationship came to an end. And you, you see the signs, no matter how they show up. But I am so complete, and this was a few years ago, it ended. Mm -hmm. But here I know it ended because of completion. I love her, I wish her the best, but I don't feel that we we need to talk. You know, I like just, that thought. We're gonna we're gonna probably wrap it up with that thought. I can't believe how fast this went. This went really quickly. So we, <laughs> I have to have you back. I'm gonna have you okay. back. It's okay. okay. But so before we end it, can you uh 
share with our listeners maybe a web page, books, or where they can reach you? Okay. Uh, my website is www.dianrandallconsults.com. Uh, you can find my book, Jumpstart Your Life, Find Your Motivation, and Change Your Life One Step at a Time. That is on Amazon, and it's also on my website. I also have an ebook called How to Get Unstuck Mentally and Emotionally. Uh, I just started a brand new podcast called Plant Based Curious. Uh, felt that I wanted, to, I've been plant based and vegan for 20 years, and I wanted to be more supportive to people that want to change how they eat for better health and well-being because the mind the body and the spirit do go together they're all connected yeah wow this was great i can't believe it went by so fast like i said we'll pick pick another of the many topics we can relate to it sounds like we're kindred spirits for sure yes yes and uh, keep in touch with me okay okay? because i have a facebook page um there's one under um, Mimi Tallow Briar, and then my other one is Raised by Wolves, uh, Trapped by Demons. Oh, 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 is that the one that's selling really that's well? That's the first book. Raised by Wolves, Trapped by Demons, that's on Amazon and Audible. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it that's just had great. to be that title. That and then is. I have a podcast, of course, which you're on right now. So I'm pretty busy. <laughs> That is beautiful. But not to visit talk to you, my darling. You were wonderful. And you you. have a blessed day. And I am going to see you again soon, I am sure. Okay. Thank Thank you, you. Diane. Great. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.